the pop, pop, pop Culture Podcast for a special edition. This is the second episode we recorded in one day. Oh my goodness. We usually record every 18,000 years. So this is Which equals that to one week. Yes, exactly. So in this, is, time. this is a real treat for everybody. I'm the LA nerd, Joel Reeves. Sitting next to me, as always, is Taylor Salen. hey And we've got Taylor's older brother with us as well, Mr. Reed Salen. How's it going, man? Hey, everybody. Hey, dude. Sitting here with superstars. Oh, Beautiful. I'm gonna, I, think, I think you guys need to really get up into that microphone. I'm going to swallow this motherfucker in five that, seconds. That, <laughs> there it is. That's much better. Um... This is a special episode. We said we were going to talk about it on the last episode, so this isn't really a surprise. Uh, this is a memoriam to Mr. Stan Lee, um, the mm-hmm. one and only. Enough said. Yeah. End of the podcast. And we're done. That's it. <laughs> Mr. Amazing, Mr. Incredible, Mr. Fantastic. Seriously, yeah. I mean, like, where do you? I mean, it's uh, where do you start with such a monumental career? I mean, how do you how do you how do you how do you sum up such a I such think, an amazing life? I think I think what we should do is, I think he's got too much in his life to just like to talk about his his whole life in general. But maybe yeah. we like we just talk about how he how he impacted or helped us. Absolutely, you know what I mean. But even then, how do you sum all that up? You yeah, know what I mean? How do you put that into words? That's, that's the question. Fair. I mean, Reed Reed's the oldest out of all of us, right? What yeah? What, what was your first? Um, uh, experience with with the man, Stan the man. Uh, well, it uh, it does seem hard to recall so many great feelings, um, but I just I I, remember, I recall feeling a, a a feeling of empowerment and one of pride uh, with that be with Captain America, just seeing the kind of the ultimate alpha male, whether related to sports or being courageous or being righteous, you know, at school friends, and uh, just kind of seeing that the star, the shield, those colors that. Be proud of your country. Be proud of who you are, and always try to do right by uh, by what standards you were given, and and that kind of takes you from uh, from what you know and who you are, and that's the kind of the best you can do. And there's a lot of uh, comfort in that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I I think you know, although Stanley didn't create Captain America, I think he did embody that that kind of spirit that you're talking about, though. You know what I mean? I think uh, he really he just. I think he just stood for kind of like Marvel Comics. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like in general, yeah. yeah. And sort of the, um, the you know, like Reed's going off what Reed said, the, the sort of empowerment that came from that. And, you know, also the idea, something that really struck me uh, about his life was just kind of the idea how he gave uh, outcasts a home in a certain respect. Yeah. He made everybody feel loved with his characters. And, you know, they were just flawed and sometimes even more flawed than, than, than we are. And that makes him super relatable, you know. And that was—I mean, it's, pro- it's pretty much one of uh, one of Stanley's most well-known contributions is, is the fact that he made you know relatable heroes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or relatable heroes, I should say. What was your first um, experience with the man? Well, I think my first experience was—and uh, I mentioned this to you guys a little bit beforehand—but was the uh, even though I wasn't necessarily cognizant of it, of it at the time. Uh, but was from his cameo in the 1990s uh, Spider-Man animated series, the the classic one, of course. Oh, yeah. um, oh, yes. And you know it, it, that show was was pretty seminal for me among X-Men the animated series, which I know was for you as well, Reed. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was really my first exposure to Stan the Man, even though I didn't. You know, around that time I was maybe four or five, so yeah. I didn't really know who this dude Stan Lee was, but I can. 
absolutely tell you that that was like the first sort of imprint of that uh, the character that we know as Stanley, right? Yeah, or that became editor. Right, yeah, Stanley. yeah. Um, I mean, I he he. I don't think he made a cameo in the X Men animated series, but that was my kind. I don't of, believe so either. But that but that was my first um, entry point. Entry point into the Marvel universe. Yeah, it was yeah. was the nineties X Men mm-hmm. cartoon, and even yep. even just even fairly shortly after that, I got really into the character of Gambit, and I would read. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I just yeah I still to this day have like really old Gambit comics that they like but and like they're not even ones that like matter or like are, are worth any money it's not like Gambit number one or like you know it's like it's like Gambit and Bishop like yeah. Sons of the Atom number three and it's yeah. like you, nice ace up your sleeve there Joel it's like yeah it's like well no it's like it's like I bought that at Ralph's for like 25 cents when I was like like seven and it's like I didn't have the whole set so I didn't know what was happening I just was like this is fucking comics and I want to read it and it's fucking made by Marvel which you know absolutely man yeah it's all it's all about Stan you know what I mean like that was um, that's a great point you guys both bring up there about the cartoons and that that animated show with the X-Men particularly in the fact that like you would be thrilled and enthused with maybe five of the main characters but then you just they kept hitting you with more you'd get Jubilee and you'd get uh, you know, you yeah. get like Beast, and you, you know Gambit came in, and um, even Sinister, and all the Sentinels. It just it felt like there was a, a voice for like a revolt. If you didn't yeah. like something, you know, there's people fighting against the the greater power, the, the side that had all the money. Um, so that was pretty cool to see in those two. Just just a lot of emotion, a lot of feelings. It was very uh, well. He you know he wasn't like Joel said he wasn't in that show, but he had a huge presence in getting that show made and getting that show off the ground. And it's so interesting to see how something like that could have could have uh like sort of added to that you know while at the same time he was kind of just like working in the background and i found that kind of fascinating that um he could get that sort of um that it it could have that sort of uh, such a profound impact on people without even people really knowing that you know he was the dude behind it all because he really was you know in, in the 80s he was the dude who was who was championing for the MCU 20 years before people knew they even wanted the MCU. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and honestly, I think, I think as, uh, I mean, as a nerd, he's done a lot for, you know, for me, you know, I want to say personally, but it was, it was indirectly, but I think, I think, I think as a kid, it was kind of just a source of like enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And I, I stuck around, grew up to be a nerd, and then that's really when it impacted me is when I was older. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was fun as a, as a kid, and then it was a learning experience as, like, uh, like a late teen yeah, like and an adult. adult. Yeah, because, yeah, like, like I said, like, my favorite character used to be, like, Gambit. Like, mm-hmm. Gambit was my shit when I was a kid. He was super fucking cool, right? Yeah, and then yeah. as I, like, got into college, and now as an adult, like, Spider-Man is, like... Like, I definitely fell in love with Spider-Man a lot more than the X-Men, even though I grew up with the X-Men. Yeah. And the X-Men was my shit for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I grew up and... was stuck in that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just... I started to relate so much more to Peter Parker as, like, a nerd who was just... You know, I got picked on all the time as a kid. So as I got older, yeah. I realized that, like... Like, you learn... You learn life lessons from someone like Peter Parker. Yeah. And, like, I... Like, the older I got, I think the more I started to appreciate yeah. Stan and, like, what what he created yeah absolutely i would offer that it, it was easier to learn from those instances and those moments that you read about you know not only visually but just when you read through those the little blurbs um you know in comics to kind of get get the gist of that scenario and be like this kind of hits you 
but also I, I appreciated um, Stan Lee from the perspective that, that when he was doing that, just like you guys mentioned, um, and, and, uh, mentioned that, that when he was doing that, it was, he was doing it because it was something that he believed in, not because he was yeah. trying to make money or trying to, right. trying to make more comics or you know, do mm -hmm. more, get certain hype by any sort of entity. Um, so yeah. that was pretty cool. And, and uh, give me a holler or a woo or something here if you yeah. guys relate. But uh, I also transitioned from the X-Men uh, cartoon to the video game, which was took it to that much more. Oh, the arcade extent. game? Yeah, the four-person. That was like yeah. a badass-type quasi-automatic screen. I remember, yeah, like, was like, you could just immerse yourself in all day at the yeah. arcade. So. Absolutely, dude. So, yeah. I, I mean, I... I still go to the arcade to play that game. So <laughs> yeah, if I see it all clear kids out of the way. No, but it's funny that you know, both of what you guys are saying got me thinking about this and it's it's interesting because you said, Joel, you said um you said you felt personally touched by him even though, you know, it was more but not in that kind of way. But, <laughs> but was the but but I think what's interesting is with his characters and the way he he approached just kind of people in general was that um, he he was very, like, he sort of made it accessible, you know? He made, yeah. he made everything accessible and understandable and relatable. And it wasn't, you know, like we were watching that video earlier, it wasn't some dude with a giant S on his chest, like, flying around who's invincible, you know? Right, he's yeah. got, he, he, he made people who... He made them a human first. Absolutely. Like. And he, you know, be, I want to say you could relate to it, but it's really deep down, they're deep, deep human issues and flaws and right. like core human things that we deal with on a regular da daily level. You well, know and I think I mean? that's why I started to, to like Spider-Man more as I grew up and got older yeah. because I saw more of myself in him Absolutely. than I did in somebody like Gambit, right? Absolutely. Who's like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, a Creole man who yeah. can throw cards, you know, but it's like, <laughs> but Gambit's just <laughs> badass. No, right. Yeah. He's, He's like the raging Cajun dude. He never yeah. kicked Cajun. That's my, that's my favorite. <laughs> Did he ever win you any money on any poker tables there? No, right. <laughs> but I definitely saw myself more as yeah. like a nerdy uh, kid who wasn't quite understood in school. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. You know what I mean? And I think that's a testament to like what he was able to accomplish, especially right. with Spider-Man in particular. Because that, I think Spider-Man ultimately is the character that's gonna be have the largest attachment to his legacy you know what i mean you have x-men yeah. um and you have hulk and you have iron man and you have thor and you have doctor strange you have daredevil and avengers and all the classic characters that he's made or created i guess with other people too you can't right. discount all the all the co-creators that he had with those but Absolutely. i think out of out of all those like spider-man is the one that will be so in depth like you can't disassociate stanley and spider-man Oh God, no! Of course yeah. not. And to both of you guys' points, I think he he came and came on the scene in the way he created his characters and brought them to life was a very in a very uh, uh, Bruce Curry method, which was very abrupt, very brute mm -hmm. um, manner. Um, that's a so in in that sense, it was, that those are kind of all of his characters. If you think about it, it's the incredible. Whole I'm way too high for that reference. It's amazing. It's a it's a French origin word, but. Uh, like anyway, it. that's what it means, or yeah, abrupt and, and, and brute in, in a, that sort of manner. But yeah. Um, anyhow, the, the uh, I like how he brought that up for for as 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 brute as those characters he made them. The, the Incredible Hulk. Well, two, two aspects there. First, 
is that uh, he was always positive. He's always reinforcing with that. Like, he's always a good message, like the Incredible Hulk, and even though Hulk can be seen as a big, yeah. large character. The amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and everything yeah. he said was always, like, you know, Excelsior and uh, yeah. and super positive, super uplifting, So which was really, like, kind of support, yeah. you know, a certain kid might have needed, you know, in that time when we all yeah. fell down. Stan Soapbox, man. Stan yeah. Soapbox. Right, right. So that's, that's yeah, that's that's uh, one thing. And then the other, too, is that to, to both of you guys' points, and I think you touched on a little bit too, Taylor, is that, um, in his cameos, he's he's a very ordinary, very general person, just kind of in the scene and then moving on. Yeah, like if you weren't for, the... looking for it, you weren't familiar. It just, yeah. just goes on without. Oh, it. we're all, we're all looking for it. That yeah, yeah, no kidding. Especially but that now. speaks to his kind of like ordinariness and what he built from that ordinariness that was yeah. extraordinary. So yeah, absolutely. Um, what's crazy is that Stanley, like he uh, he actually didn't really create most of his characters until the, the characters that he really became popular for. Oh, until, until like after the, he was like 50 Until the mid-60s. So yeah, the, yeah. this dude was in his oh, 50s until he really kind of came into his own. And that's he, was already, he was already old as fuck. Amazing. What a trip. Go yeah. figure. 1961, Fantastic Four was the, really the first jumping off point for Stan Lee as we know him today. You know sometimes, I mean? sometimes when I look at my life and I'm like, I mean, I'm. Makes I, you question what you're I mean, doing with I your life. Can I have a career and I make money, but I'm like, age, that's when we need a superhero. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm always thinking, that, like, have I not? Have I not done what I'm meant to do yet in my life? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. sometimes I think, like, oh, okay, I have a career. I'm 28, and then I'm like, I mean, but I'm only 28. Kind of, what happens you, when I'm yeah. 60? <laughs> what am yeah. I gonna be doing then? Absolutely. Yeah. Conquered this much of the world already. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The other interesting thing too that I found out about Lee, and I did like a little. A little uh, like sort of cel- in memoriam celebrating the life of Stanley. You can find that on superherohat.com. Oh. Shameless plug. But one thing I did find that was really interesting is that he was actually the one who championed for credit on the front page for uh, writers, uh, artists, pencilers, oh, really? inkers, all wow. those people. What's standard now on the front page? Those right, two, three yeah, or four yeah. names that you. That was Stan Lee that, that, that vied for that. Wow. And, you know, to be fair, uh, some say that in later years... Was that, it out of selfishness? That Stan Lee kind of took a lot more credit than he maybe deserved for some of All those right. characters, but that's a, a different story entirely. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I just find it really fascinating that he was sort of the one who pioneered um, uh, that aspect of what we know as comics today. Wow, so, yeah. You just yeah. sparked a good little tidbit in my mind, yeah, that... Uh, the, the reason why he did, or the comic Spider-Man is um, the, the Federal Drug Administration, they want to let that go through because he used the character Harry Osborne being addicted to drugs. Really? Over, pill overdose, and that's right. Yeah. yeah. So they, so that. his that's publisher expensive. actually didn't want to push it through, but he vouched for that to say, go through with it anyway. And, and that's, wow. that's really that's interesting. Cool. That's yeah, kind of funny how that works out. The most popular things sometimes are either complete accidents or <laughs> not the way they were meant to be. I was shooting, <laughs> I was shooting uh, at, an, at an arcade once, it, but mind you, like the coolest fucking set to shoot on. Of course, like, <laughs> play games. Wasn't fucking arcade, right? So, like, right? Yeah, absolutely. But like, so they had like the so like just like the X Men game. They had like the nineties like uh, Spider Man one, and it like before you put in the coins to like start the game, it would just kind of like go through like a cycle of like some like clips from from the game, and then it <laughs> it ended with just drugs aren't cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like basically telling you like not to do drugs it's like, a dare, it's like there, a dare commercial yeah and I'm sitting there like, spider I'm like yeah. I only play this game high as fuck what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> there's, there's no way I'm going to beat this game so yeah. <laughs> I have to play yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah it, what's really interesting more so than, than that kind of stuff is 
is how Stan Lee worked as a, as an editor for Marvel for about 50 years, or rather, actually no, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left in 1972, and from 1972 onward, he actually wasn't really associated with Marvel other than being known as like the figurehead of the company. Big Stan Which Lee. is fascinating that he became That's... even more famous when he left the company. <laughs> It's like, so like Van Gogh right? only being famous after he's dead. It's like, yeah, dude, right. it's 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 just one of those things that it's like you, you literally couldn't write something like that, man. It's fascinating. You know, I'm sure to that point though, I'm sure it is pretty nice that he got to see his glory in the uh, in the movies, you know, like, towards the tail end of his life to see all that. You got to especially since he get a lot of the financial mm-hmm. um, revenue that, that created. Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool that you got to see the fruits of that labor for sure. Yeah, the era of this what last ten years or so. Yeah. All right, so we did we did just watch. All, all of the Stanley cameos. We did. In so, it would have been, it would have been irresponsible not to watch right, them. Right, right. So that's gonna. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think, Taylor, what's your, what's your favorite Stanley cameo? Well, <clears throat> it's tough. Um, there's a couple I want to mention. I really like the Amazing Spider-Man cameo with where, him as the librarian, where he's not paying attention. That, I think that's a pretty brilliant one. It is and cool it's, because it's, the table comes at him and like absolutely, it's a cool shot. Yeah. Absolutely, and then he gets me. Mm-hmm. It's just really inventive, and they it's a it's a fun way to include Stanley instead of just having some bullshit, right? You know, thing. Um, Were they predicting something? I will say, oh. <laughs> I think Mallrats is is probably my favorite because Stanley actually has a scene and he's actually giving. It's the only time he's actually given a performance. And I also I, really like I really how, how he's just like. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> and he's dressed up to the T in that when he shit, looks like he Stan looks like the Stanley character. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Mallrats is there for me, and then um, another one I wanted to mention, which was um, kind of weird, but one that I love is uh, is the well, it's not necessarily one that I love, but I think it's it has tons of implications. Is the Guardians two one? Where it implies that he could be a watcher, oh, and right. it kind, of connects, all it kind of connects all the other cameos yeah. together. So I think that's a really interesting one, but not my favorite. It's kind of a boring cameo. It's, I think, I think it's really boring. Yeah, but it's fascinating <laughs> on an intellectual. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's why I want to throw a shout out. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go through three that come to mind, uh, top of my head, and uh, I'll go least favorite to most favorite. Oh. So uh, the, the third is going to be the the one with the Thor, where he tries to outdrink Thor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah, we went through Omaha Beach. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a great one. The yeah. Age of Ultron. Yep. So, yeah, that one's, that one's pretty good. That one's um, excellent. And then the, the second one is, is also Thor-related, or I guess, uh, I guess the first one was Avengers, but uh, Thor-related, where he... He comes in as the Jeff Goldblum's assistant. To oh, cut yeah. there. He has, you know, the, yeah, yeah. His living legacy. So that, yeah. that one's pretty cool, just because of his costume, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the my top would have to be when he is at Wedding Crasher, and uh, this actually happens in the Iron Man at Tony Stark's wedding. Wait, no, you're saying uh, it's Fantastic he, Four, isn't it? It's oh, it's Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, where he gets denied. Surfer. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh, right. Yeah. Thank you. He's, he's like, I'm Stanley. I should yeah. be on the list. And he's like, no, you're yeah, not on the list. Yeah. Good try, I'm good try, Stan pal. Yeah. That, that was actually his, he was asked, and I was reading that, and that, that's what became, kind of shot up to the top of the list for me, is that that was his favorite cameo in yeah. a comic that he had written for, yeah. for Fantastic Four. So, um, yeah, which, so, yeah. Um, interesting tidbit, I'm pretty sure this is one of yours. Uh, do you guys know the only, that's the only character that Stanley played that he also created in the comics? Do you know which, which one that is, which cameo that is? Um, I mean, I kind of gave it away. But. Is it? It's it's the one from Incredible Hulk, right? Where he no, it's no? a Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. 
That's oh, the only it's the mailman. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's I don't remember the character's name, but that's the only time he actually played his own says, creation. Welcome back to the Baxter Building. Yeah. yeah. So he. Uh, yep. So uh, yeah, I just okay. thought that was interesting. I remember that. Um, so I, uh, man, there's. Sorry. What if I just said I love them all, and then I was like, "Okay, next." <laughs> no. um, to to be fair, I actually I actually really I really enjoy just love. the Deadpool the Deadpool teaser where he like that one he, is jump, he jumps out of the yeah. telephone booth and Stanley's like, "Nice suit," and he's like, "Zip it, Stan!" <laughs> I really I really like that one, um, yeah. which is so dumb because it's just so small, but I I just think it's no, hilarious. it's a great the, moment. The aggression is good in that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My least, my least favorite movie might have my favorite cameo though. Taylor, what's my least favorite Marvel movie? Close, Spider Man Man Three. Where he where he comes up and he's like, I guess one person can make a difference. It's kind of enough said, and he walks away like Spider Man has a delivery. It's cool. It's a pretty good one. I dig it. Um, I also like the. Oh, you know what? The Ant Man one, where they're going through the Michael Pena oh, yeah, that's voiceover, and it's like Stanley's face, but yeah. Michael Pena's voice. Yeah, <laughs> I really, really, really like that one too. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, I guess lucky for us, we still have a few more left, right? Then we do. We, have, we like, still uh, have some more left. As far as we're aware, I think it's going to go to Infinity War. So at least we'll have two, maybe three left. Infinity War Part Two. Can we make? Or, a sorry, yeah, no, you know, uh, Avengers yeah. Four. Yeah. Can we make a request that it goes to Infinity? I, 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 we can ask it's, it's not gonna happen well you can put him in video games all day long I bet you there's so many sound bits of like recordings right. he's done out there that never got used well, like, so, so what I think it'll turn out to be like so you know how in was it Daredevil season 1 or Luke Cage where like his picture was in the background of the police station uh, I believe it was I can't remember I think it was yeah, I think Luke I just Cage. think from now on it's just gonna be like pictures of him yeah. like in Deadpool two, how he was the he was the graffiti yeah. on the side of the building. Yeah. I think they're just gonna tr- like that would be smart. He's That'd not be gonna not be to still honor him, like, yeah. Like he'll still be in every fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. It'll just be like yeah. a picture, it'll be of like him. a cameo, proper. right? Yeah, yeah. That Daredevil reference reminds me of the cameo that he had where Daredevil as a young kid stops him from crossing the walk. He's reading yeah. Stanley's reading newspaper yeah. and he just whips him. It's <laughs> also interesting too. You notice how in like the early Marvel movies they never gave him dialogue. Like, all the right. early stuff, he never has dialogue, and then slowly he started to get more... Which is funny, because you see him when he's young, like, still to think that younger means, like, 50-something. <laughs> but, like, when he was younger and he would be on all those talk shows, he was he was a pretty smooth talker. Like it's, He was. He I was think it's weird that they only started giving lines after he was old as balls. Like... <laughs> Like, you have, Here, you have dementia. <laughs> yeah, you have less ability <laughs> to speak properly. Here's a fucking... Mo- here's a monologue. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That is ironic as hell. Isn't it? Everything about Stanley's life is backwards, though, kind of, in a weird yeah, way, where it's, yeah, like, it all is. his fame and success, yeah, like, he came later in life, so... It's not a bad thing, yeah, it's just true. interesting, though. You know what I wonder? I wonder if he's uh, if he's upset that, that, that uh, characters, the real-life actors, kind of made the cross, from the jump from Marvel to, to DC, and I'm, I guess I'm referring to Daredevil as Ben Affleck, and then later as Batman if he felt crossed think, by that. I don't, think any he, I don't think he cares at all, because if you see any interview where... They talk about Marvel like versus, versus or DC. or like like you know if they try to compare the two he's he's just so blatantly like we're fucking better <laughs> like he has no qualms about being like I think Superman's a terrible character mm-hmm. uh, Marvel reigns supreme <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he he never has yeah, well, he does it slyly where he'll be like 
uh, we have the amazing Marvel Universe and then DC. Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Nice, you know, like nice. it's really funny. Classic he probably just he he probably just the things like oh you guys just you just got a demotion. <laughs> Again, you can go play over there. We'll make we'll make the good movies over here. Yeah, well, it's kind of how it's been. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else we really can say about the the man, the myth, the legend? I don't know if you guys have yeah, any I mean, there's thoughts, like or... so much more that we could fucking talk about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I I didn't haven't done enough of the research on this, but like, he was like there was some like gnarly elder abuse going on as he got down yes. to the the last there few was, years of his life. Unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things that like to 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 assess Stanley's legacy is kind of something you need to take into account. Um, towards the end there, Stanley was kind of pimping himself out, but it wasn't really his fault. It was pimping more his, himself out. I mean, he kind of was. He was he was going to he was doing cameos. He was going to conventions all the time. Like he was he was working it into his nineties. That's not a bad thing, but um, but I certainly think it had to do with his handlers and stuff. The people his apparently his daughter was taking advantage, and his lawyer and like one of his business partners or something. There was it was a whole big ordeal. Wow. And, there, you know, it's just unfortunate that that had to happen, like, you know, basically at the beginning of this year, like, right before he um, right before he passed. Yeah, he, that makes sense. He's been having health problems uh, for about a year now, yep. poor health. Yeah, and he stopped his live events at one point and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's it's unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it, I don't think, like, he's, he was still awesome the whole, like, it, he never really let it get in the way of doing what Stanley did. You I don't see. I, mean? like, I don't see much about his. Like that. I don't see much about his daughter here abusing him. I know that she she was fighting for him in court against his former manager. He was yeah, but she was of part him. of the thing that was happening or whatever. Yeah, I, I wonder how much that relates to the. Uh, I mean, we're fortunate enough to live in LA and um, have the the Stan Lee, com, uh, Kamikaze. I think they call it. Well, it, it used is, to be called that. I don't think they call it. No, it, it is. It, 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 it will forever be Kamikaze. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, it's now it's now called Los Angeles Comic Con, but mm-hmm. but it's always Kamikaze. Even when I go with Con TV and I host there, I, I still call it Kamikaze. <laughs> that's awesome. And the producers will, and the producers will be like, uh, "It's Los Angeles Comic Con." I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I said, Kamikaze." <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to ever call it Sternly. anything else. That's so funny. Stanley's Kamikaze, man. That's what it's called. Right, yeah, right. yeah, man. So that's that's another point that speaks to his greatness. Is you know person who can have a convention you know host a convention after themselves and kind of their legacy it's pretty cool well i mean it was it's, we didn't have a convention in la for in forever and the fact that stanley lived in la for 30 years or whatever i mean it kind of seems stupid not to to correlate the two you know what i mean so yeah very true here's here's a quote from stan that says um i learned later on in life you need advisors if you're making any money at all I did everything myself the first years of my career. I wrote Super Rabbit, and when I wrote all those characters, and I wrote The Hulk, I handled everything. I paid all the bills. I did all the bookkeeping. I handled everything. But then a little money started coming in, and I realized I needed help, and I needed people I could trust, and I made some big mistakes. And my first bunch of people who were people that I shouldn't have trusted. That's like, that's some like fucking heavy shit. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember that Stanley, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all, you know, fun and games now. It's all making... The MCU and Marvel and comic books are, are it's the, perhaps the highest peak they've ever been in terms of popularity. But you have to remember that you know he hit some real hard valleys in his life too, man. As many as much success as he had, there were especially in the seventies and the eighties, he fought. He was one of the dudes who was sitting there um, 
going on talk shows and, and fighting for comic books as right. actual uh, as an art form. And this was a time when parents were saying, you know how people say nowadays, it's like, uh, violent games breed violence in our children. And people were saying the same thing about comic books back then. Mm. And, you know, this is before there were um, uh, classes, college, you know, accredited classes on comic books yeah, right. and, and all that kind of stuff. And he was the dude who was out there championing for it in, in the 60s and 70s. And that's part of the reason why he quit Marvel and moved to L.A. was to start championing these as an art form that should be taken seriously. And in his brilliance and part of the society, you, you could probably make a case that that's why he went the route he did by saying amazing and building them up in a positive light, yeah, you know, 100%. so that, to, to make to make them viable in, in, yep. in media and yep. mainstream society. Absolutely, and for kids too. And he, he you know, he he champions comics as as a, as a learning tool for kids who 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 uh, had trouble reading because um, you know it had the visual images, but it also had text. It yeah, it's obviously like a form of entertainment for the most part, but. It, you know, a kid is struggling trying to read a novel, then, you know, he was one of the guys out there championing, saying, you know, this can be beneficial for children. I would very much um, relate comic books to, like, a ch child's book. Yeah, color absolutely. Book matter. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's interesting how he was the one who was ahead of, ahead of the curve in that respect. I think he was ahead of the curve on... A lot of stuff. On, 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 on almost fucking everything. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of mind-blowing to think about in retrospect. Yeah. yeah, and I hope they keep, as far as uh, taking back the cameos a little bit, I hope they animate him or find some way to to honor or make a tribute to him in, in, in the movies in the future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I wouldn't imagine... I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't have some kind of Stanley right. cameo in the Spider-Man PS4 sequels. Oh, his... Because I'm sure they have his extra... In, his in the first game was so good. I was like, it's good to see you two back together again. It's really great. <laughs> And you have to think that they recorded probably a shit ton of lines that they ended up not using. Oh, yeah, Because he, he probably recorded those when he was sick, too, and they knew that they were right. going to need stuff. So. Stan, just read every letter of the so alphabet, Stan and Lee's, we'll put it Stan together. Stan Lee's going to live with us, hopefully, for a long time. <laughs> just read <laughs> Oh, that's funny, dude. Right. Just say these random words. Just phonetically we'll, uh, speak everything in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, just read every word in the dictionary. We'll, we'll put it together later. Excelsior. Here's a, here's a 10,000 word list that we made up of like, cosmic <laughs> words just in case. Oh, man. Uh, where, where were you when, when you found out? I was at home. Here? Yep. Got a notification on my phone and was actually writing. And as soon as I got it, I was like, fuck, I got to write something about this. Yeah. Instantly, I was like, I, I got to say something. I knew, I already knew what I wanted to say. It was just a matter of like, uh, formulating you know my thoughts and right. also learning more about his history and how he started in the uh in the late 30s and his uh his uncle actually got him the first job at yep. what was it was called timely comics back yep. in the day right and then it eventually became atlas comics in the late 40s and then in the 50s it became marvel, marvel. Comics. yeah right and yeah timely was where he linked up with jack kirby was it uh i believe so I, th I think that might have been during the atlas days but jack kirby was up he was in there Pretty early, but he was doing DC stuff too, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, Small artist pool back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you had, you had Jake Kirby, you had Ditko, you had a bunch of of of, uh, of amazing dudes that he worked with. The Ditko stuff in particular is kind of yeah. one that I think of as like the collaboration that really like solidified. So where were you? Uh, yeah, and quick side note, walking back to this, I wonder what uh, do you think Stanley's collection of, of action figures or whatever else might be pretty pretty worthwhile, pretty cool. I was, uh, uh, I was at work 
uh, got the same, I got a text message. You know when you get a text message before the kind of everything, the whole world hits and you get, you know, through different media outlets? Yeah. Well, I got a notification through a text message and it just, you know, it, mean, it means that much more when you get it from people that you communicate with right. constantly yeah. or have a certain, you know. As opposed to like some TMZ notification or something. Yeah. Which is so how I learned about it. <laughs> God, <laughs> really? so, yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so, I was like, <laughs> so uh so i get that and then at that very moment i kind of took a moment to myself looked down and i realized is he really gone and yeah. went deep dark into my darkest part of my soul to find bruce banner and try to, con- try to <laughs> find the whole and try to try contain to him before let him out in front of the whole office uh. <laughs> but really honestly truly though I, I did take a moment i'm like looking yeah. down i'm like man all the stuff just kind of all the superhero powers and everything just kind of flashed before me i'm like wow let's let's dive into this and see how when what why and yeah, it's true. So yeah, I mean. just I forget it may it it may have been Pat, but I I just I just got a text and and you know how like you get a text that's like they didn't tell you what happened, but like you like you just fucking know like Pat uh, just yeah. sent me a text that said like dude Stan Lee, and and you're like, that's oh. all he said. That could that could be anything, and I was like, like dude, I just saw Stan Lee. Right, <laughs> yeah. he just said like dude Stan Lee, and I immediately yeah. was like. Well, I think that was my thing. Is like as sad as sad as it is, I think we all kind of knew it was coming. Right. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, but I mean at the same time, the dude lived to, to be ninety five. There's right. not really much to be sad about. Like he had yeah. a great fucking life. He. We were, I was telling the That's... guys this before we recorded. When in the, in nineteen ninety eight, before the Marvel movies, right before they started to get big, which two thousand was kind of the two thousand to two thousand two with X Men and Spider Man were the two sort yeah. of okay watershed moments for superhero movies. Uh, as far as, like, popularity and stuff. Um, sure. And two years before that happened, the dude ended up signing away all his rights to the back end of, of all those Marvel movies that he would eventually get. Yeah, I mean, Marvel was going fucking bankrupt. But at the, at the same time, that's what I'm saying. They were going bankrupt. The dude got $10 million up front plus a million for life. Like, that's a pretty darn good deal. You yeah. know what I mean? And to be able to live, like, to revel in that idea of seeing your characters come to life, like you said, I mean, that's... That's sure. awesome, dude. Most of us will never have a fucking life that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure he was happy with that too, which is what yeah, mattered to him. Of course. Was, you know, where he came from yeah. and everything. Do you think he wrote in the cameos or they offered that afterwards? What do you mean? That was part of the deal. For him to do the cameos in the movies. I think he I think he put I think he put an emphasis on branding himself in the nineties at from being Stanley the comic guy to Stanley the movie cameo guy. Uh, I think he put emphasis on that at first and then the rest kind of just snowballed. Like, I think all the MCU stuff, I think it was just a given because uh, the people who created that, um, the, 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 it's, I should say, created uh, Iron Man, the first MCU movie, were all, you know, super fond of Stanley and knew who he was. So it was kind of one of those things where it's like he presented himself as, as the, the version of Stanley that we know him as today. I mean, he um, was making cameos in the original Hulk television show. Oh, of course. Well, so but like... back then, that wasn't. That wasn't Stanley, the personality that we knew. We know how to right. Say. When I watch that trailer, that's the youngest I've ever seen Stanley. Yeah. I think. Dude, there's a picture of him that I saw. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I think it's on the Wikipedia page. There's a young picture of Stanley, and it, it's super weird to see. I think it's of him in the army. Well, seeing him on uh, on the young Conan O'Brien was weird too. That's like mid. That's like midlife Stanley. I know. I'm talking like, it's look at this. Weird. This is Stanley when he was in the army. He's like unrecognizable, what right? Because he doesn't have the mustache, he doesn't have the glasses. He, it's like, and he has a full head of black hair. Yeah, he's got a pen exactly. in his ear as he's like ready yep. to draw it anymore. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people don't know Stanley was he had served uh, for 
four years. He stepped down from his post at Marvel, served for three or four years, and, and the army has a playwright, ironically yeah. enough, because he was telling more stories, and, uh, and then say, he jumped uh, back into it. I would join the army if they let me be, like, a writer. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Sounds, sounds great. But you'd have yeah. to do boot camp. You'd hate boot camp. Yeah, fuck that. You'd have problems with authority figures. Yeah. I have a problem with exercise. <laughs> that, too. That's the bigger <laughs> issue. I could follow... I can follow the rules, but yeah. I can't. But I can't run four, five miles. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of taken aback when I when I saw what is um, just doing a search, trying to find some interesting facts about the the man that his net worth was fifty million dollars. Uh, I brought that up to you guys earlier, and mm-hmm. you guys kind of looked at me like that's yeah, yeah, we know that. But I'm not surprised. Um, but I was, I mean, for all the money that the movies made and taking that into consideration, well, but he sold he sold the rights off to those, you know, like a long fucking time ago. That's the thing. It's like. Marvel that, was going bankrupt. That's why he. That's why X Men and Spider Man were like the first like superheroes uh, to have like a film. You know, so, well, I, I guess like Batman and shit was like way. You know, but like so Marvel, all the all the, yeah. all the rights and all the connections to like the action figures and everything else that right. got sold with that was yeah all the rights to the movie. Right? Yeah, he didn't want to go bankrupt. Got split like, up and parted up in the nineties because Marvel was almost went out of business. Yeah, so he just like sold everything off so yeah. he could not. Not go under. Do not be a thief. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was kind of amazing to see how that whole Marvel the, the, the situation with the night. Have, it's just kind of ironic with that whole Marvel situation in general, how they were going to go bankrupt and then they ended up pulling themselves out of it, and now they finally got all their characters back. Fucking thirty years later, and it's just I'm so glad, weird. I'm glad it's a, that it happened before he died. Cycle, man. Yeah, you know I mean? true. Very good point. Yeah. He did. He got to see. Story. He got to see Spider Man in the MCU before he died. Yeah, dude. We could have very in this alternate reality. We could have very well seen three uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil movies, all with Stanley Ken. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 no, no, thank you. Uh, what about what about what about a thing. what about a Brett Ratner X Men trilogy in the Salty Universe, Joel? <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather chop my dick off <laughs> than watch another Brett Ratner. And then Ratner Brett, Brett Ratner will dip it in cocktail sauce. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else you guys have to say? I think we've pretty much. I feel like I've, we've covered everything. I mean, we I mean there's a, there's, yeah, we you can't cover about. everything, but I, I feel like, you know, at a certain point, we'd probably just end up repeating ourselves. Yeah, you know what I find actually kind of funny is <laughs> that, like, um, not to say, Reed, that you're not, like, that you're not, like, a nerd and you don't like the, the, the same kind of shit, like, we do, but I just think it's yeah. funny that, like, I would say we're bigger nerds than you are and, like, you're the only one here who's, who's met Stanley. <laughs> I think it's ironic and I think it's extremely dude. unfair. <laughs> well, in retrospect, it's unfair. You could have made it fair, but you decided to be like, eh, I can, I can meet him whenever I got time. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I've like, I've like, I've like ran into him, yeah. but I've never like, like, like met him. Yeah. That's Through the handshake and, like, and all that, that stuff. And, that's that's probably the day that it took me from nerd to non-nerd. Right. <laughs> no, uh, but it was I it was, it was fortunate. I'll just share the story real quick. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we were front row at the uh, Spike TV. Um, Spike TV, uh, I believe, is the the horror. I forget what it's called now, but the horror awards. Um, they did it for like Halloween theme and like comic book characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, With the Spike Scream Awards. Scream yeah, Awards. That's yeah. it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's it. And we were all dressed. There's me and my cousins and uncle dressed as uh, um, Kiss members, and we had <laughs> his uh, his wife do the that's makeup awesome. for us. So we we're all decked out, got the wigs, got everything. Anyway, he comes by to accept his award, walking through the the, the the front of the stage there, and we were up against the, the gate 
almost like at a concert. And he goes, hey, I like you. We even got a compliment by him, if you can believe it or not. So we all got to shake his hand, the four of us. He goes, I like your guys' costumes. And then continued on to get his award. So, that's badass. Yeah, it's a pretty surreal moment. It actually kind of makes me, that's really awesome. But listening to that story again, also, why the fuck was he, Stan Lee, getting an, uh, an, awards, uh, an award at a horror show? Do you think anything that Spike TV did made any fucking sense ever? Great point. They probably they had, so they had, they had the man it's, show. It's Spike TV. Oh, yeah, the man show, Spike, yeah. Dude. Adam Carolla and uh, so stupid man. That was a great combination of dudes. Jim Jeffries was on that, right? uh, No, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Jimmy Kimmel Kimmel, uh, and Adam Carolla. I like I and I like I think like you said like I think it was me just kind of being like oh I've got I've got time to meet him right because like every con you could spend you know like the like like the ninety dollars to go meet and greet have like you know, like, like a picture sign and like shake his hand and stuff. And that was like, you know, as I got into like middle twenties, I started like hosting more and like was doing like bigger things at cons. And I think it was just more in my head, like, Oh, I'm bound to meet him at some point because I'm starting to get into this world a little yeah, bit more. I'm not going to pay to meet him because yeah. I can just, cause I'll just fucking meet him. I'll get paid to <laughs> because <laughs> I have time. We'll gravitate yeah. towards well, jokes. It, jokes yeah, on was, me. I did. I think a lot of people, time. I think yeah, a lot of people thought think, that way, you know? A lot of people have that same regret. Yeah, I didn't think I would say so. He yeah. would die. It's almost like we took it for granted, right? Yeah, just, absolutely. Just, just like Which maybe is... has to do with the cameos where we feel like we see him, you know, so often, or we can expect it, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, and then he's just Boom. fucking gone. I remember. I think the two the two times I got closest, one was on accident, by luck. It was at uh, San Diego Comic Con. I was with Eric Pang. Shout out. Um, love you, Pang. Love you, man. We we were at. Um, at the Marriott Marquis, uh, drinking at, at the pool bar, as we usually do with our fish tacos. Yeah, it's a great bar. Thanks to credit to Joel, by it's the way. We're, we're aware of it's it. A, it's, a, it's a great fucking bar, dude. And so we were leaving um, the like the pool area with the bar, and as we were walking up towards the exit, he was coming in with a big entourage to like go into the elevator to go up to his room. And Pang and I were like, oh, let's just fucking like, pretend to get on the elevator. Like, like, like we're at the hotel. And as we like walk into the elevator, his security guards like put their hands out and they're like, You're taking the next one. And we were like, Okay. But like we were like, uh, you know <laughs> we were within like this close to each other, wow. right? And then so like that was the on accident one. And then kind of the one where I got like maybe like a self entitlement thing, like I was saying, like, oh I'll just fucking meet him at some point. Yeah. I was hosting at Kamikaze for Con T V yeah. and they were like, Okay, yeah, we have like a scheduled interview with Stan at like noon after his like talk on like the main stage great fuck yeah right it's like you go back there and then like there were like there were like 15 20 other like press people there to Mm. do it and he was only able to do five of them Mm. so like we didn't get to do one right so it was like they had scheduled a whole hour for like all of us and then it just didn't work out that way and he had to leave early so we didn't get to do it so it was kind of like i was like so close and yet so far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool story should have fought, fought more for that one dude yeah I don't think <laughs> that was I, I don't think that was possible still. but still I think me <laughs> trying and then just looking at me being like no <laughs> please no no sorry please no <laughs> oh man sucks yeah there'll never be another one like him that's for sure oh god no not sure the capacity is there for 
I mean, he created this whole world. I guess anyone can create a world at any time, but uh, seems like that that uh, what he created is, exists now. And yeah, it's one of a kind deal for sure. Yeah, yeah. and to like think that too. if anything is created in the future or now, you could always make the claim that it was because of what has influenced people. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Damn. All right. Well. Again, we could keep going, so let's just not. Let's just yeah. keep it short and sweet. We don't want to make people too sad. I know. I still think a forty-five minute episode is pretty good. So yeah. we, we, we may uh, clarify or confirm if he did pixel away by the end of the next podcast too. If he got dusted. Oh shit! <laughs> he part of the, he part of part the of snap? Is that how he wanted to go? <laughs> my editor, my editor at Superhero, I pulled up the snapping. I thought that was pretty. Funny. <laughs> That's pretty I good. Like that. I still was like, fat. I was like, oh. I would go. I would throw out Snapchat because Snapchat. they disappear. They don't Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, no, no, they do. Okay, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide on that. On that one. Please, please, <laughs> please do not send me messages about it. <laughs> whether you're not. Really. God damn! Send I'm just gonna read. Uh, yeah, via yeah. Snapchat. Please. Yeah. I like the snapping. Let's just you, you let's just go to snapping. You find read on Tinder. Yeah, if you match with read on Tinder, just. <laughs> Your opening line should be what you would call uh, the snapping. Uh, Tinder's the worst. All right, All right everybody. Be it. Thank you for listening to this uh, special breaking news. It happened like <laughs> three weeks ago. This special breaking news episode of Pop Pop this the Pop. Three weeks late breaking news episode. <laughs> would it awesome. would it be Pop Pop if we weren't just off the ball? Absolutely, like one hundred percent off the ball right now. Well, you're very welcome, Reed. I'm glad you could come and join us. Yeah. I, I really think you. Um, I love hearing your perspective on that. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Absolutely. You guys are great. It's awesome. You gave me a lot of, a lot of mental uh, creativity and mental juices flowing up there. So it's cool. There's some juices for flowing sure. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it, Stanley? It was, uh, what did I say earlier? That Stanley was uh, molesting. Not molesting. What? It was the, sorry, that came out totally wrong. It was the thing I said that sounded kind of rapey. I can't even remember what it was. It's a really good way to end the podcast. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it came out wrong, the the uh, the uh, phonetics of it. No, but I want to know what the fuck you're talking about. I can't remember about. what it is. I'm totally blanking on what I said now. You're going to remember right when we I stop know, recording. That's, that's it's the be unfortunate really part. All right, awesome. Well, we will see you all. Uh, we always say next week, so we'll just we'll see you guys next week. Next time? Yeah. Next, no, let's just say next week. <laughs> I think it's funnier if we... It if is we next just week. keep it will be next week. drawing it out. It it should be. We we are actually making a hard effort. It to... will be next week, three months from now. <laughs> <laughs> next week spelled W E A K. All right. See you later, nerds. Peace. Excelsior.